Welcome to the Intersection of Faith and the Culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach and former Texas legislator, and I'm here with David and Tim Barton normally, but today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we just launched last night my new talk show called The Tavern with America's Constitution Coach, and uh, it's on Warrior Poet Society Network. If you haven't heard of that, you can look that up, Warrior Poet Society Network. John Lovell, we've had him on the program. Uh, before to talk about his book, The Warrior Poet Way. And it's basically, you know, if you're part of the old Promise Keepers movement, you might remember Stu Weber's book, Tender Warrior. I gave it to every man in my wedding. It had a huge impact on me. And I think that's the the right philosophy. It's the King David kind of philosophy of, you know, being an artist and, uh, um, you, you know, being able to be tender with your family, but also to be a warrior and to defend them and defend our nation. And so I love the Warrior Poet guys. John Lovell's doing a great job over there. So we teamed up with them to launch this new show called The Tavern. And it launched last night. And if you didn't get a chance to see it, you can go to Warrior Poet Society Network. Or you can go to PatriotAcademy.com. Actually, go to PatriotAcademy.tv. PatriotAcademy.tv. And there you can watch The Tavern. you got to subscribe or be one of our certified coaches. That's a great way to get access or be one of our 1776ers in our donor club. Uh, that's $17.76 a month. Anyway, lots of ways you can get access to the show. But today, I just wanted to give you a little teaser and, and share with you some of what was on the program last night, a little bit of, of my open uh, about why I chose the name The Tavern, and uh, and then a little bit of the interview with uh, with John Lovell, and then also a little taste of the interview with Elias Coop Gonzalez, 21-year-old who's in the West Virginia legislature and a longtime Patriot Academy student, been many, many times to Patriot Academy, started coming when he was 16. But I'll let uh, let him tell the story uh, here towards the end of the program. So anyway, let's jump in. I'll give you a little taste of the tavern. What do you say to people when, when they question whether or not America is worth defending and reviving? I believe the ideals are worth fighting for. I think this is the world's last freedom hold. Some people think of like, well, it can't get worse. Oh, you better believe it can. It can get wildly worse. But if freedom falls here, the whole world will feel that impact. And even if you don't feel like we should win, how how else do you spend your last days and time but fighting for a great ideal, right? It's time to bring back the taverns of the American Revolution. I I think some topics are so weighty, so important, that you just cannot have that conversation without, you know, your favorite beverage, perhaps a good cigar, sit around the campfire, or in this case, in the taverns, just like they did in the American Revolution. It's vital that we start having civil discourse. So whatever your poison, I'm going to go with coffee for tonight. We'll see what I do next week. But get your favorite drink, maybe get a good cigar, And let's begin those very important discussions about the core principles that produce a good nation, the tactical strategies that are absolutely necessary to restore America's constitutional republic. I know that's not a small goal. Listen, when I say restore America's constitutional republic, we're literally talking about saving the nation. So, you know, listen, I I get it. We're at the precipice. We're at that point where America is teetering between liberty and tyranny, and you have a role in determining which way she's going to fall. So, you know, listen, I'm just going to tell you, the fate of the free world 
depends on you. No pressure or anything. No, actually, I intend to put a lot of pressure on you every time you step into the tavern because we have not just rights, but we have responsibilities. And for too long, we've left those responsibilities to someone else. We just assumed that somebody else would take care of it. You know, we've been busy enjoying the blessings of liberty, not necessarily bearing the burden that comes with that. So you may think I'm exaggerating when I say that the fate of the free world depends on you. But if you think about it for a second, I think you'll agree with me. I think most people realize the fate of the free world, whether we like it or not, still depends on America. And I think without question, America depends on a restoration of her constitutional principles, and a restoration of her constitutional principles depends upon the first three words of the Constitution, we the people. So, very simply, the fate of the free world depends on America, America depends on the constitutional principles that America was built upon, and a restoration of those principles depends upon we the people. Therefore, folks, the fate of the free world depends on you. So I know that's a big responsibility, and I, and I know we're expecting a lot. But since the stakes are so high, we got to look back in history and say, okay, who else had these conversations? Who else went through this same discussion of how do you preserve liberty? Or in the case of the Founding Fathers, how do you launch liberty? How, 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 do, you, how do you begin to build a foundation, to build a society based on principles that will last and that will allow not only you to be free, but, but your kids to be free? And, and so we're going to essentially do exactly what the Founding Fathers did. You know, when you, when you go back in, in history and you look at what the Founders did, they had the good old-fashioned intellectual discourse, exchanging ideas with each other. You know, the Bible calls it iron sharpening iron. You know, you sharpen the countenance of your friends. You sharpen the countenance of your fellow patriots by having the discussions first, not just responding in emotion, but having the intellectual discourse that will allow you to respond appropriately. And the founders did that in the taverns. They did it in the churches, in their own parlors, in their homes. They got together. They talked about these things. They had conversations about the laws of nature and nature's God, about, about you know, the, the, the rights of man, the role of government, the proper role of government, and the responsibilities that we just mentioned, the responsibilities of a, of a citizen. It was those conversations. That's what ultimately led to independence. That's what led to the war for independence. That's what ultimately led to the foundation and, and, and the creation of a government that would become the most powerful, most free, the wealthiest, and yes, the most benevolent nation in the history of the world. And now we need to have those conversations so that we can hang on to it, so that we can restore it in many ways. You know, we all often talk about the conversation between Ben Franklin and Miss Powell. You know, uh, Powell had, had, had been having these conversations in the parlor of her home. She would have these founders over uh, to her house where she lived right, right down the street from Independence Hall. And they would talk about what works, what doesn't work, what have they read, you know, from Locke and Montesquieu and in the Bible and all of these resources. And what have they seen in history that worked and didn't work? And they would talk about the, the, the way to design this government. So it was, it was no surprise. In fact, there's some that say that the, the conversation didn't actually take place on the steps of Independence Hall when Franklin was leaving the Constitutional Convention. It actually, the conversation took place in Miss Powell's parlor. It, it was one of those one of those discussions around the table. She was literally the first Constitution coach. You know, we have at, at Patriot Academy 20, uh, you know, 26,000 Constitution coaches now all over America hosting our Constitution classes. And uh, and and I call Miss Powell the first Constitution coach because she had these people over and talked about these things and, and literally helped to to create what would become the nation. Anyway, Miss Powell asked Franklin when he was leaving the convention or in the parlor, wherever it actually happened, but she said, what kind of government have you given us? Meaning they weren't sure what was going to come out of that constitutional convention. They weren't sure if we were going to end up with a republic or, or what type of government 
was going to be designed. And that's when Franklin, of course, said a republic, if you can keep it, the famous words. Um, Eric Bataxas has a great book on this uh, where he talks about that. The the government course that, that we designed at Patriot Academy for high school students is called a republic, if you can keep it. It's an important phrase. And, and we're at the if you can keep it point. I mean, we're literally at that point in our history where we must decide, are we going to do what it takes to keep the republic? Are we going to restore the republic? Now, I wish we could get together in person. I, I wish we were doing this in an actual tavern somewhere. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have the opportunity to do that in, in, in some of the old colonies and and uh, and go to some of those old taverns and, and get together at some point. Uh, that would be pretty amazing. But but we are going to replicate what took place in the 18th century at these taverns. We're just going to do it with 21st century technology. So we're going to use these fancy lights and cameras uh, to create this and send it to you streaming across the nation. Uh, into your you know phone or iPad or or on your television or however it is that you're going to watch this. But I do want you to imagine, just each week when we get together here in the tavern, that we were able to borrow Doc Brown's DeLorean, that we were able to get that flux capacitor working, and we were able to go back in time. And, and, and maybe that we are actually taking a trip to the 1770s. And perhaps we've ended up back in one of those taverns that were frequented by the Founding Fathers. And I want to start our first episode just reminding you of, of some of those taverns. I was looking up a, a few of these places. I've been to several of them, not all of them, and, and I look forward to going to, to more of them. But one of my favorites is, is this one right here, the, the Green Dragon Tavern. That's the one in, in Boston. All right, folks, enough of, uh, of that opening from the tavern. you got to watch it to get the rest of it. We're going to take a quick break. By the way, if you want to check out the tavern, then go to patriotacademy.tv. PatriotAcademy.tv. I'm always saying PatriotAcademy.com on this program, but it's PatriotAcademy.tv to get the tavern or at Warrior Poets Society Network. All right, stay with us, folks. We'll be right back on Wallballers. friends, this is Tim Barton of Wall Builders. This is a time when most Americans don't know much about American history or even Hebrews of the faith. And I know oftentimes for parents, we're trying to find good content for our kids to read. And if you remember back to the Bible, to the book of Hebrews, it has the Faith Hall of Fame where they outlined the leaders of faith that had gone before them. Well, this is something that as Americans, we really want to go back and outline some of these heroes, not just of American history, but heroes of Christianity and our faith as well. I want to let you know about some biographical sketches we have available on our website. One is called the Courageous Leaders Collection. And this collection includes people like Abigail Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Francis Scott Key, George Washington Carver, Susanna Wesley, even the Wright brothers. And there's a second collection called Heroes of History. In this collection, you'll read about people like Benjamin Franklin or Christopher Columbus, Daniel Boone, George Washington, Harriet Tubman. Friends, the list goes on and on. This is a great collection for your young person to have and read, and it's a providential view of American and Christian history. This is available at wallbuilders.com. That's www.wallbuilders.com. We're back here, Wallbutters. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, giving you a little taste of the show that we launched last night called The Tavern with America's Constitution Coach. We had John Lovell on as a guest and Elias Coop Gonzalez. Uh, before the break, I was giving you a little teaser from the opening of the show. Um, Give you a little taste of the interview with John Lovell right here. All right, next up on The Tavern is the founder of Warrior Poet Society Network and, of course, author of The Warrior Poet Way, John Lovell. Hey, man, thanks for helping me kick off the show on your network. Thrilled to. Welcome to it, man. Well, we hope to have a lot of great conversations here in the tavern, just like the Founding Fathers did, you know, sitting around having a pint or two and talking about how to remake the world in a uh, in a in a revolutionary, shall we say, way. 
And we seem to be sitting on the cusp of that in America right now. We need to remake the world like it used to be and bring back those declaration principles. So thanks for coming into the tavern and just chatting a little bit about the issues of the day, the declaration principles, and what you see as the responsibility that a warrior poet would take on if they're going to be a good citizen. And there may be a lot of folks watching that think, you know, why should I pay attention to politics? I just need to take care of my family. If I defend my family, my ground, my home, then I'm good. Why should they be thinking beyond that? Because tyrants have no restraint and they'll never just let you live and let live. They're not going to leave you alone. And, you know, the, the part of me, it's kind of like, hey, just leave me alone. Let me do life, whether I crash and burn or wild success or something in between. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Tyrants who want power and control don't think like you. They aren't like you. And they're coming for more power and more money. And the way they get it is at your expense. And so we have tried this for far too long. And you can really see it over the historical global scale of people that just really wanted to be left alone. And tyrannical governments never, ever do that. When are we going to get the message? When are we going to finally wake up and realize that you only keep freedom by fighting for it? And that means if you really want to keep uh, freedom at home, you have to fight it out in the public square. Wait a minute. John, I mean, you almost sound like, you know, I understand the stuff you're talking about 100 years ago. It's almost like you think uh, the government might even try to, I don't know, shut your business down or keep you from worshiping at, at whatever church or synagogue or whatever you go to on the weekend. Or maybe they would require you even when you're healthy to stay at home or to wear a mask or something. I mean, I, I just think you're over, you know, I, do you think this kind of stuff would actually happen in our society today? Yeah. Anybody that isn't already on board, who doesn't recognize that just in the last couple of years, our First Amendment has just been eviscerated. Like point by point, all of our natural freedoms have been just absolutely annihilated under the auspices of an emergency. Right. They're your rights unless there's an emergency. And if I can't convince you that freedom is under assault. There's no amount of evidence I would be able to bring yeah. to convince you of the contrary. And so there are folks out there that are just head in the sand, desperately don't want to believe that's true. And so no amount of evidence right under their nose would be able to convince these people. But I think most of America, the folks that are watching, see the writing on the wall. Yeah. They have the intellect and the courage to be able to call a spade a spade and be like, freedom is dying. We are less free right now than we have ever been before. The government has never been even close to as big and as powerful uh, as it is right now and as corrupt. And yeah. so we need to wake up because all this is is going toward a point of critical mass. It is. And, and man, that's going to be a theme in this show as we have these discussions at the Tavern is is the fact that you look at the grievances in the Declaration and they make, you know, you know make it look like King George was, you know, 12-year-old Little League baseball compared to the major league violations of the laws of nature and nature's God that our current government is doing. But you said something about, you know, in an emergency, it's almost like those rights don't matter. I think one of my favorite memes during the chaos and the COVID crackdowns was the picture of the, you know, signing of the Constitution with George Washington or James Madison or one of the guys saying, you know, none of this counts if there's a virus. And that's actually the way a lot of Americans acted because they just didn't know their rights. And one of our themes on this show is going to be John Jay, first chief justice, who said, you got to know your rights. You got to study the Constitution so you know your rights. You'll perceive when they're violated and be the better prepared to defend and assert them. It's almost like, John, he was saying you got to be tactically aware civically, right? And so you're a master at being tactically aware physically. You've been training guys on that for years. This is, a, this is you know, you almost had a shift about a year ago. I, I remember watching one of, your, one of your shows, 
And there was just a shift in your mindset that, you know, if we're going to truly protect our families, we've got to get more involved. Stop, you know, perfuming it up. We're going to tell it like it is on the faith side of things, on the liberty side of things. And you really took a bold step forward into current events. And, uh, and, and I just wanted you to share a little bit of that here in the tavern. What caused you to make that major shift? Not that you weren't teasing it a little bit, but I mean, you went head on about a year ago. Well, I didn't step into a political arena. I held my line and politics stepped into my arena. Yeah. That's what happened. I, I was a snake that was poked multiple times and now I'm coiled. No step on snake, right? It's a long American tradition in politics. Uh, not being content to stay in its own purview has invaded every single area of American culture and life and now has made strong reach toward the Bill of Rights to undercut and erode essential freedoms. I'm like, that. that's, that's all you have left. Yeah. Once that's gone, America is literally dead. Once the Constitution has been rendered ineffectual, then America's fallen. Uh, I wonder in you know, years to come, whether historians will look back now and already put the end date on the epitaph of American society of like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how historians will do that. I just know in ancient Rome, Rome had fallen, according to historians, but people were still living in it for years, not realizing yeah. that Rome had kind of technically fallen. I think if you don't have open, if you don't have closed borders, you're not a nation. If you don't have election integrity, you're not a nation. Uh, for us, if we don't have a constitution, we're not the nation that we were founded. We've morphed into some other crazy animal. And so really, I didn't get into politics. Politics got into everything. And so I had to speak up or just leave the field to the enemy. Like, what am I going to do? Just sit back and uh, collect a nice paycheck while making some fun, entertaining gun videos. I would like to be able to serve people well and just be like, hey, I'll do some gun stuff and better home defense and home protection. I don't believe God gave me a platform to just steward it for that part. I think there's a, I've been given a platform to steward for something more important than that. Well, and so- Maybe if we can get back to some type of normalcy, maybe if government could be cut down to size, I could get back to just some good old glory to having some fun on the range. But until then, I'm going to fight for freedom and uh, for the people to my left and right who I love. Well, and your kids, you know, you've talked about that uh, several times. Yeah, this is this is literally to preserve it for them. And I used to ask people all the time. I give a presentation. I talk about the founders. I talk about talk about freedom in America. And I'd say, what's your freedom worth? And, you know, mixed response. I finally figured out the right question is, what's your child's freedom worth? What's your oh, grandchild's freedom worth? It changes your whole perspective and saying, I may not even live to see the complete restoration of the Bill of Rights and our due process and all those things, but I'm planting trees under which they can enjoy the shade, even if I right. don't get to and, and, and preserving it for them. You know, you, you, you mentioned how it's, you know, politics and government is stepping into everybody's life. I mean, there's just a recognition, I think, right now that the, the culture is crumbling around us and we've got a choice. We either curl up in the fetal position or, you know, pretend it's not happening or whatever, or we pick up the pieces and and rebuild. And we have to rebuild on truth. And that's the part of the declaration I, I, I want to jump into with you a little bit. It, it, you know, that second paragraph starts, we hold these truths to be self-evident. I mean, this nation, these principles were built on a foundation and we're about to hit the 250 year mark in about, you know, two years and 300 days or so, we're going to hit the 250 year mark. Most nations, civilizations, great empires, all that fall apart at that point. We've got a chance over the next couple of years to come back to those truths and come back to that foundation. What does that mean to you when Jefferson says we hold these truths to be self-evident? Ah, uh, not so fast. you got to get the answer to that by watching 
the tavern. Okay, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Wall Builders. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. In the early 1700s, the Reverend John Weiss preached that all men were created equal, that taxation without representation was tyranny, and that God's preferred form of government was the consent of the governed, all of which is language recognizable in the Declaration of Independence. Why? Because in 1772, the Sons of Liberty, led by founders such as Sam Adams and John Hancock, reprinted and distributed the Reverend Wise's sermons. So four years later, much of the Declaration reflected the language of those sermons by John Wise. In 1926, on the 150th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, President Calvin Coolidge affirmed, the thoughts in the Declaration can very largely be traced back to what John Wise was saying. Few today know that the Declaration was so strongly influenced by the Reverend John Wise. For more information on this and other stories, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wall Builders, giving you a little taste today of our new show called The Tavern uh, that you can get on patriotacademy.tv, new uh, Patriot U that we are we are launching, and then also uh, you can get it on Warrior Poet Society Network. Uh, towards the end of that that first episode, and the episode's going to run about an hour, hour and ten, it's the beauty of not being on you know old school broadcasts, you can uh, just go as long as you want the interview to go. Not quite doing the Joe Rogan, you know, three hour thing, but uh, but it will be about about an hour, a little more than that, each of each of these shows. Well, towards the end of each show, we're going to do this thing called Profiles and Courage, and we'll highlight someone who's been to a Wall Builders Legislators Conference or to Patriot Academy Leadership Congress or one of our other programs. And in this first episode that released last night, we did a uh, little profile in Courage on Elias Coop Gonzalez, that rep in West Virginia that I was telling you about earlier in the program. So let's just jump right into Elias's story. I'm Elias Coop Gonzalez, and this is my Patriot Academy story. I first went to Patriot Academy when I was 16. There I found other young people who aspired to be good, civically involved citizens. I learned how the legislative process works, the principles that promote the common good, and the interpersonal skills that make an effective leader. Then I went back again, and again. I also went twice to Patriot Academy's constitutional defense course. I made friends with fellow Patriots from my generation who were passionate about freedom many who've become lifelong friends. I started helping conservatives get elected to office, from local candidates to members of Congress. And then, in 2022, I was asked to run against a liberal member of the West Virginia legislature. Through God's grace and providence, I beat my opponent by 21 points and became the youngest member of the West Virginia legislature. And when I got in, I relied on my Patriot Academy training every single day. I enjoy serving the people of West Virginia, but I also enjoy helping raise up fellow constitutional conservatives by going back to Patriot Academy and mentoring students in my generation. I also work with Leadership Institute and Wall Builders to help candidates around my state and the nation. People have all kinds of excuses for not getting involved, not doing their part to save liberty, but I am living proof that no matter your age or your background, every single one of us has a role to play in restoring America's constitution. Well, what a great story. Actually, with us now is Representative Elias Coop Gonzalez from West Virginia. Elias, hey, bless you, brother. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Well, man, I, I have, as you can imagine, very much enjoyed uh, watching your success there in West Virginia. And of course, I love your Patriot Academy story as well. Uh, but our viewers at home, as they're watching this, they got to be wondering, OK, if this guy can serve in the legislature at 21 and be involved as he as he is, surely there's something I can do. What do you say to people when they say, you know, world's falling apart? What can I do to make a difference? Well, that's an excellent question, because there's all kinds of ways to get involved. And for me, it was just the campaign route. And I can I can give you a whole bunch of examples where you can get involved. One really big thing that's really hot right now is school boards. Man, you see all these people, especially these radical leftists, they get in there with just a handful of votes. It, it really wouldn't be much to just go to your church and say, hey, guys, you know, we need to get involved. We need to make a difference. And then have every member of your church show up to the school board meetings and vote. And you can make a huge difference in your community. And, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about the Founding Fathers and uh, de Tocqueville actually talked about this a little bit as well, is that in America, a government really is supposed to be structured from the bottom up. You know, you want to you want to start at that community level. And, you know, one of the big, biggest reasons why is just because you all know each other, right? You don't have some bureaucrat all the way down at the state capitol or at the U.S. capitol making laws for you. I love that, man, because it's also it's also achievable, right? I mean, a lot of times we get frustrated about what's going on in D.C., Get, it's, that's a long ways away and it's big. And of course you feel like as, you know, listen, I'm average Joe. How am I going to make a difference on who the president is or who a U.S. senator is? But like you said, local school board, man, I watch school board races in, in my state of Texas, sometimes decided by three, four votes out of 100 or 200 or 300 votes. I mean, it's not like in, in a lot of these school districts, it's not thousands of votes, it's hundreds of votes. And I think you're absolutely right. And we've seen it happen, man. We've seen our constitution coaches run for school board. I've lost count at how many have gotten elected across the country. Um, we've seen, like you said, a, a small church can just get active and get involved. We've seen them take over entire school boards. So it's a, it's a fantastic, fantastic example. Um, let me come back to, to you for a second and just your experience there in the legislature in West Virginia. How were you received by your colleagues being the youngest member? Well, like I said, folks, it's just a tease. You don't get the whole interview. <laughs> you got to watch the tavern. So check out PatriotAcademy.tv or head over to Warrior Poet Society Network as well. And uh, we'll get, we'll give you, uh, you know, we'll keep bringing you a little taste of, of some of these cool interviews. I got some great people coming up for that program, and and uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of dual purpose it. We'll bring some of those uh, here on Wobblers as well, and and just constantly be looking for ways to equip and inspire you to get out there and make a difference. So go create your own profile and courage. Have an impact on what's going on in in the world around you, especially in your family, but also in your community around you. Thanks so much for listening today. You've been listening to Wobblers. Stand undivided